0: Good afternoon. Welcome to Money Tips. This is Charles Kelly, bringing you Money Tips to help you save, earn, invest, accumulate and enjoy more money. I'm also the author of the book, Borrow and Grow Rich, which shows you how to use good debt and how the rich have always used good debt to become wealthy using other people's money. Now, today I want to talk to you about property and ask the question, has the property market crash that everyone's predicting, has it already started in America? I particularly want to look at uh, the the US market. First of all, I I know that I mainly talk about the UK, but, you know, in in America, uh, if if things happen in America, they tend to, you know, be followed by the rest of the world. You know, the old saying, when America sneezes, the rest of the world catches a cold. Uh, Perhaps something similar could be said for China. You know, when China sneezes, the rest of the world catches a virus. Just a little joke there. But uh, the property market in America has, of course, boomed in the last couple of years, as it has in, in most places, and it's started to show signs of a slowdown. Uh, the number of sales are slowing down, the number of weeks it takes to get a property uh, through all of the uh, initial legal procedures is taking longer from going onto the market to actually sell in. Uh, so things are, are definitely slowing Lending is definitely sl- slowing down. Uh, I think one of the banks, Wells Fargo or Bank of America has laid off hundreds of staff because they're not getting the same levels of, of lending. And you know, in America, they don't mess around. You know, if things slow down, right, you're out, you know, uh, uh, clear your desk and goodbye. Uh, so that's that's what's happening there. Now, whether this guy is going to be reflected in the, the rest of the world, I don't know. What I do know is that prices around the world are Definitely inflated, overinflated in the major cities. You know, if you look at London, Sydney, Auckland, uh, Toronto, Vancouver and, and China, you know, we don't know exactly what's happening in China because we can't look at all the figures. But, but most people are reporting that Chinese property market is 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 about to collapse. We've already had a couple of property companies, major ones like Evergrande, um, you know, defaulting on their bond payments. They haven't collapsed yet, but, you know, things are, are not looking good. For the overdeveloped, overbuilt Chinese property market, so we know that things are overpriced, and and you know I'm sure that uh, a correction is is probably due. But will that necessarily be any harm? Uh, well, of course it will be harm if you're in the property market to buy and flip, or or buy off-plan properties, put down a deposit, and then hope that by the time you have to complete, it will be worth a lot more, and you can just sell on the contract to somebody else for a, for a nice little profit for, for virtually doing nothing but if you, you can get stuck with that situation if you know you reach the end of the build period let's say a year's time and the market is slowed down and, and the, those properties are not selling. I remember seeing in previous recessions uh, whole developments, you know, kind of almost mothballed, just just nothing happening with them, and then people coming in and buying the developments off the builders at a knockdown price, and then knocking them out to, to other buyers. So I've seen that situation happen before in in the '90s, and and perhaps to a lesser extent in the last um, slowdown in, in in financial crash in, in 2008. But um, you know, that 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 is one thing to watch. But if the market slows down for everybody else is that a big problem? Uh, Certainly for first-time buyers, they might be glad to see prices come down and the market settle down and and it might not be a bad, bad thing, but for investors, it might be, you know, well, I don't know, but I mean, if you're a buy-to-let investor, then it doesn't really matter if prices are going up or down, as long as you're getting your long-term rent. And if you've got long-term tenants in there, does it really matter if prices are going this way or that way? Eventually, they always... You know, drift upwards anyway. Uh, they have done for hundreds, if not thousands, of years uh, because the demand is there. People always need somewhere to live. Um, you know, th- there's not enough properties being built. in In certainly in the UK, they need hundreds of thousands of properties. The population is growing. We're seeing a lot of migration into the West from you know the Middle East and Africa, and and therefore we're going to see uh, a, a more of a demand for for property. And and you know, the Western countries need labor they need skilled labor but they need other labor because their birth rates are lower so some think tanks are saying well um you know we we believe that immigration will be necessary to keep the economies going in in places like europe now property slowdowns often follow a, a, a stock market slowdown uh this is this has been common in the past i've seen it many many times stock markets go down like the 87 crash and you know about a year later, I, I remember about 88 uh, that, that properties just just slumped. It just went into a, a slump that, that then took, I, I'd say in, into the mid 90s before things recovered. And many experts were saying that the market wouldn't recover for 20 years. And there was Panorama programs on BBC and saying the market's finished. And look at these massive estates that are uh, in, in Bristol that uh, haven't been uh, occupied yet. They're like ghost towns. The property market is going to take 20 years to recover. One of the lenders, uh, the Alliance Leicester, would not lend on anything in the Docklands, London Docklands, which is a super success now, you know, they said it wasn't suitable security. These were properties by the River Thames in the Docklands a few miles outside of central London, where a major development was being built for offices um, and, you know, big towers going up there with HSBC taking over. And, And even the developer... For the the office building, which the name has escaped me now, it's the main office building in it's Canary Wharf, I think. Uh, the major uh, developer, Reichman, the Reichman brothers from Canada. Uh, went, went bust, you know, and, and they had to be rescued. And so, and it was a government initiative to, to build the Docklands, but things went wrong at that point And it looked like it was all going to end in disaster. But of course, now you go there, I mean, it, it's like an American city there. When you go there, it's just it's just amazing what's gone on there and all the financial institutions that, that are also there. And properties are, of course, are worth a fortune there. So, you know, th- when, when properties go down, that's the time, as, as Warren Buffett said, be uh, greedy when people are fearful and be fearful when people are greedy. So that would be obviously the time to swoop in and buy. However, at that time, I wanted to buy a property, but the banks were very tight at that point. And you couldn't really get hold of money as easy as you could in a boom time because banks love to mend, lend money during the boom time. But, you know, when things slow down and when things are in a slump and prices are at a record low, they don't want to lend. Uh, now, other agents have told me that things have slowed down, and that even valuers are are down valuing properties deliberately. Perhaps uh, told by lenders to be very cautious on the valuations, because maybe lenders are uh, fearful that things are a bit overpriced and and they could go down. So, you know, the, these are all things to look out for. Um, and And, you know, just 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 be careful if you're if you're buying to to invest, if you're buying to flip or you're buying to develop, just just I, I would say just be careful. The other thing to look at is the affordability. This is the affordability of the person with the average salary in the street trying to buy the average property. Now, of course, in in the u k as as in America, there is an average figure for a property. But in reality, each city is different. I mean, London is hugely different from places up north where you can buy properties for 50,000. And and in London, you know, a starter flat would be four to 500,000 pounds in in parts of zone one and two, at least. Um, So, you know, to talk about average prices is is a bit difficult, but the average salary in the UK, we know in 2021 was just over 31,000, 31,772. You know that's based on the highest and the lowest, of course. But you know, most people would expect to earn twenty-five to thirty thousand. But you know, if you're working in, uh, you know, Starbucks on a minimum wage, you know, your salary might be less than twenty thousand, even if you do a bit of overtime. Uh, so, and, and nurses, I think, would start at under thirty thousand anyway. Uh, so, you know, the average salary is all of what we're talking about, but let's go on the average salary for the moment. And what's the average UK house price in the UK? Well, it varies with with different surveys, but according to one survey in March two thousand twenty-two, the average house price was around two hundred and seventy-eight thousand pounds. Of course, that wouldn't buy you anything in in London very much, maybe a studio, uh, but that's the average price. So, all you got to do then is divide the average salary into the average price. So you get the average price, two hundred and seventy-eight, divided by thirty-one thousand seven hundred and seventy-two, and what do you get? You get a figure. Of 8.75 times the average salary needed to buy just the average property in the UK. 8.75. Now, In London, where prices are higher, it's even worse because you're probably looking at 12 or 13 times the average salary just to buy an average property in London. And in in cities like St Albans, which is just outside London and Winchester, you know, the, the average affordability for that area is something like 14 and 15 times. So in other words, how can... People continue to keep paying these prices. Well, the answer is they've got uh, they've either got a property to sell and they've made money from that, or if they're a first-time buyer, they've got help from the old bank of mum and dad because parents and, and grandparents can can easily get a loan against their property called a lifetime mortgage, and then they can give that to their their children and grandchildren to go out and buy a property it makes sense actually because if they're going to leave them money in their will anyway why not give it to them now when they can use it and then it reduces inheritance tax if they live for a, a longer period it reduces the value of their estate and they don't have to pay any payments on that that loan uh, and 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 it's just paid off when they die or when they sell the property so that's but that that is a lot i mean you know, when I first bought and I am sure you could buy a property for and I my my salary was quite low and I was able to buy well there were two of us actually but we're able to buy something on modest salaries uh or in the in the suburbs of London, which we just wouldn't be able to do now. Uh you know, even sub teachers and nurses and key workers are not able to buy at the moment because the prices have outstripped salaries. So that, that's a big problem for the market. So something has to give. And in some countries like China, it's even worse. And I'm sure it's a similar story in Sydney, Auckland, Vancouver, Toronto, and, and many parts of, of America, uh, certainly in places like California and that sort of thing, and New York. So something has to give. Uh, also, you've got inflation over 8% in the eurozone now. And um, and, and this is serious. Germany's got inflation at 8%. And Germany's petrified of inflation because of what happened in the 1920s. They hate inflation. So interest rates are going to go up. That's going to affect affordability. That's going to affect how much people can borrow. Uh, and that's going to affect prices because if people can't borrow enough to buy these properties, because of course we've had record low interest rates uh, and that's enabled people to get huge mortgages and, and pay these inflated prices. But if they can't do that, prices are going to have to come down. That's the market, right? That That is how the markets work. So we, we are going to see something and higher rates also could crash the economy. Many people are predicting that higher rates in America and the tightening of the monetary policy in America, the, the tightening of spending in, in America and Europe and, and Britain is going to maybe not crash the economy, but it's certainly going to put us into recession. And maybe even the doomsayers will say depression, long-term recession, really bad times, companies going bust and that sort of thing. And uh, even countries defaulting. That could happen. We just don't know. It depends on what the governments and the central banks do. So how will the UK market react? Well, you know, if you're in a a good area, if I I was with an auctioneer today and uh, we were talking about this and you know, he said, look, in in the past, you know, prices have come down, but in good areas, usually um, prices have not really uh, been affected in good areas, like good solid areas. Now, in those sort of areas, if you buy, you're not going to make a massive killing because they're what's called a mature area. The prices have matured. They're not like buying in a in a rundown part of town that's yet to be developed, and you know you can make an absolute killing if you buy there at the right prices. So, um, it, but in an area that's mature, like a nice suburb with nice schools, uh, nice um, just just a nice environment where people want to live, even during recessions, then you don't see prices come down too much. I remember in the in the 2008 crash uh, in in the suburb where I I live, and I'm I'm covering. Uh, now, for my new estate agency, prices didn't drop that much. Yeah, they they dropped a bit, but it wasn't a massive uh, crash because there were still people around with money who could buy, and and the market sort of survived and recovered, if you like. But I don't think it was it was affected by that much. But lending did tighten up. It was quite difficult to buy stuff, uh, and and you know then interest rates came down, and and that sort of revived the market again, I guess. And there were lots of quantitative easing. And quantitative easing started at that point. And of course, then you saw uh, inflation come in because they've been printing money on an industrial scale for the last 10 years. And now we're seeing inflation. They're blaming it on the war, but I don't think it is. I think it's because they've just printed too much money. But let's say the worst happens and prices did come down by 20%. Would that necessarily be disastrous? Well, you could take it one way or another. I mean, it it might be disastrous if if you're borrowed up to the hilt and you can't afford your mortgage, or you you haven't got any tenants to pay your mortgage. But in reality, it it would bring us back down to prices as they were in 2020 before they... uh, uh, uh. Um, So at that time, you know, prices were were okay. And then they shot up, didn't they? By, you know, even the last year, prices have gone up by 10%. So if they come down by 10% this year, you know, we're not we're not back to prices in the 1970s are we you know you're not going to be able to buy you know a three bedroom house in a nice suburb for for 30,000 pounds are you things are going to come down but not by 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 stupid amounts because the demand and the fundamentals are there people need somewhere to live there's not enough properties in general generally there's not enough properties that doesn't mean it can't slow down but you know there's certainly not enough properties so i believe Uh, things will not be as bad as as some people think. If you're in the stock market, however, that can just drop like a stone. So I wouldn't be exposing too much of my money in the stock market right now. Although, you know, funds and that sort of thing, they can't just pull their money out because they've got billions of of dollars and pounds in funds. They can't just sell all the shares because that would cause a market collapse. Now, actually talking about auctions, uh, in... You, you know that I, I mentioned this that I'm, I'm opening up my own estate agency. We're, we're going to be called Open House South Hearts. That's H E R T S, which is South Hertfordshire, covering uh, sort of northwest London, Hertfordshire type of area. And I'll, I'll be opening in this month, later this month. I'm just waiting for some of the licenses to come through, and and then I'll be, I'll I'll be running an estate agency. You might think, why would you go into this market? you know, into a stage of the, now in this market. Some people say don't do it, you know. But I think, you know, even if there is a slowdown, the market will continue. People will still need somewhere to live. There might be less activity, but there'll still be some activity. Uh, now, what we're also doing is offering auction facilities, people who want to sell properties a little bit faster with a guarantee of, you know, once you've sold, you've sold uh, and, it, and it can't fall out of bed later on. And we're offering an auction facility where the seller, you uh, the person selling the property traditionally they would be the one to pay the estate agent fees and or the auctioneer fees in this case we're often a service where the seller pays zero fees and the buyer covers the fees it's a little bit different but it works very well and the auction is an online auction that continuously runs a bit like ebay aspect i suppose uh, unlike an auction where there's fixed dates every month now that's very interesting for people who want to sell properties fast now The difference, I'm gonna talk about this in my UK property talk on Saturday, but the difference between auctions and and buying through a traditional estate agency is is vastly different. First of all, if you're a buyer, you register, you give your details, you generally put down a holding, some sort of holding deposit to make sure you're not, um, you know, just just wasting time. And and once you bid on that property and your bid's been accepted, you have effectively exchanged contracts and you've got 28 days to complete. Uh, in general, right? That's the usual twenty-eight days to complete, and you're committed to buy at that point. Whereas if you walk into an estate agent and so say, "I want to buy that property," and you know they accept your offer, you know you can then mess around for, for months and months and months, and then pull out. Uh, and so it's until you've exchanged contracts, which is where you've signed and you've agreed to buy it. You're not committed, and the and the seller also can pull out at any time. In an auction, as you might have seen in these shows, once the hammer goes down, that's it. The seller's committed to, to sell, and you're committed to buy, and it's done and dusted. So some people like the idea of selling at auction because it's a guaranteed sale. It's not for everybody, and and admittedly most auction properties tend to be properties that run down need need work or got a sitting tenant or got tenants in them or their commercials or their flats above you know fish and chip shops uh, or, or properties with structural problems all sorts of things but you know you do get ordinary properties being sold by through probate they want a quick sale or through um, you know housing associations that want to sell off stock so there are genuine reasons why people sell in an auction it doesn't mean that every property in an auction is you know a disaster you've got to be careful. You've got to do all your homework beforehand because when you bid on that auction, you're committed then. So it's no good afterwards saying, well, I've, I've I've done a survey and I found that there's rising damp in there. No, that's tough. You should have done your survey before you, you bid. So I'll be talking more about this on, on Saturday in my UK property talk at 10 o'clock. Now, if you want to get into property investing secrets, um, and learn about property investing secrets. There's a free training on tonight, 7 p.m. Now, if you're watching and recording this, you've missed it, but Wednesday, 1st of June, 7 p.m. There's a free course. It lasts for a couple of hours. It will give you lots of content on, on how to get into property, learning the secrets that experts have used to make a fortune and build up large portfolios in property. Don't just go out and buy anything without training. Now, this is free, so it's a no-brainer. Yes, it's a free training. It will give you lots of information. Then it will give you options to go deeper into certain areas, like your favorite area might be buy and refurbish and flip your favorite area might be buy to let or or just deal packaging where you don't have enough to buy the property so you can learn about these things and maybe go into those things deeper and and pay for a course which will be a deeper course after that so i'll put a link up to that uh, click on the link. Nothing to lose, have you? I mean, it's a free course. Uh, you can either watch EastEnders tonight or Coronation Street, or you can learn how to make a million in property. Not everyone's going to make a million, but you can learn how to make a fortune and build a large portfolio in, in property. It's been good for me over the years. And I'm sure it'd be good for me again. I don't care what the market's doing. You know, if you're a property investor, you can make money when the property's prices are going up, down or sideways because there are always strategies to make money in property. So thanks for listening. Click on that link uh, if you want to learn more about property and also join me if you can Saturday morning uh, at, at 10 o'clock for UK Property Talk where I'll be specifically talking about auctions in, in this episode. and. Just one final thing. I'm doing this a little bit early this week because of the Queen's Jubilee here in London. Uh, Queen's 70th uh, anniversary. Uh, It's it's a jubilee year. So there's big celebrations going on in London. Millions of people have poured into London. So it's all British flags out there, Union Jacks. It's very festive here in London. And we've got two days of a bank holiday, unusually on a Thursday and Friday. And then you've got the weekend. So a lot of people are uh, celebrating this weekend. So I thought I'd get my podcast out early this week. And because many of you might be away or traveling chaos at the airports, unfortunately, lots of people are trying to get away and flights have been canceled because I'm going to have staff and that, that sort of thing. Um, you know, we're still got this hangover from the, the lockdown uh, from, from two years ago. And I, you know, the government stopped the economy then and, and wonders why it hasn't immediately bounced back. Well, there's still problems out there. And and that's another thing that's slowing the growth and and why, the UK slipped back into negative growth last month and the US went into negative figures for the first quarter of 2022. Anyway, don't worry about all that. Happy Jubilee to the Queen and and everybody there. Enjoy your day if you're out in London this weekend. It'll be hopefully be a lovely out down there. Uh, And and it's great to see tourists coming back into into the UK. So enjoy your time there. And don't forget to click on the free training tonight, 7 p.m. Click on the link and you can learn Property investing secrets. I'll see you there. I'll be there as well. Join me tonight. It's not. I'm not running the course by the way. It's someone else. But 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 it's it, it's a really good course. Join me there, and I'll, I'll see you there. And I will also see you on Saturday morning, hopefully. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. This is Charles Kelly. Money tips. Thank you for listening to Money Tips. For more tips and information, visit moneytipsdaily.com.